Hello, and welcome to Fine Wine, where I whine about films that may or may not have aged like fine wine. And I am the meowing coming through the laundry room door because you've already fed me your cat, but I'm still hungry. And today I'm going to be um, whining about discussing reviewing the 1932 film The Animal Kingdom. Um, this film stars Miss Myrna Loy, Anne Harding, and Leslie Howard. Now, I'm going to be honest with you all. Um, I chose to watch this film because of Miss Myrna. I love me some Miss Myrna Loy. Miss Myrna Loy is, I don't know, she's literally like one of my favorite actresses of all time. Um, and I'm also honestly a bit surprised about the, um, I don't know, it's not a flop because it didn't make no money, but it's not as big of a success as I thought it should be. Um, the budget for this film was $458,000 while it only made $528,000 in the box office, so not even $100,000 profit, which is, I don't know, a bit sad, a bit pathetic, especially when you have like these headliners like Myrna Loy, especially in 1932. Well, I guess Myrna Loy 1932, she wasn't at the height of her career since that still had yet to come in like 1934 with The Thin Man. You're then I, but, um, you know, sorry, I just had to speak Welsh right there. Um, but you know, I'm a bit surprised at that. Now I watched this film and again, Myrna, in the early 30s, she was sort of typecasted as the villainous bitch. Um, so she again plays the ant the main antagonist of this film. Now, this type of film, um, it's more of a drama than it is a comedy, but it's classified as a comedy dram drama, so like a dramedy, but definitely more drama than comedy. Um, but again, Myrna typecasted as villain but even though it's like um it's not really a story that has like a clear set villain but that's the role that she was like casted for because they try to paint this uh this conflict as sort of um like there's a good girl and a bad girl you know and Myrna is supposed to be the bad girl the one that wants um success and the other one that just wants to live freely um, because, you know, women working bad. <laughs> oh, the 30s were a different time, wasn't it? Um, but this film also had a remake in... So this film, The Animal Kingdom, came out in 1932. It had a remake in 1946, which is pretty soon, you know? Like, only, what, 14 years? Um, I should probably watch the remake because it has... Um, Jane Wyman in it, and I do like some Jane Wyman, um, but I don't know. Miss Myrna Loy, she is, um, like, I don't know if I can watch somebody try and be the character that Myrna played. So, as for the plot of this film, um, we have Mr. Tom Collier, who is, um, a publisher. He, like, publishes books that are, like, artful and deluxe, like bougie books, except not bougie books because he doesn't publish them for the money. He, published the, he publishes them for 
the art. Um, and he has been living in the city with an unmarried woman who's also his best friend and lover, Miss Daisy Sage. Both of them are not married, um, and they're just living together, sort of vibing, which is like, okay, that's fine. Um, but the problem comes when Miss Daisy goes to Paris for three months because she works for a fashion magazine, and while Miss Daisy is away from her lover, Mr. Tom Collier falls in love and gets engaged to another woman named Miss Cecilia Henry. Now, Miss Cecilia Henry, she is played by Myrna Loy. Um, Cecilia did nothing wrong in this film. I'm rooting for Cecilia all the way through, not just because it's Myrna, but because she gets wronged throughout the film. So while Daisy's gone, Tom and Cecilia get engaged um, because Tom is a cheating cad. He's a douche. And so Tom, he comes from like a wealthy family. His dad, Rufus, is like, oh my god, why is my son, like, just, like, so useless? Cause, and he, like, r- brings Miss Cecilia over um, because, you know, he she's engaged to his son. And then he also has a family friend over named Owen Fisk, who is also an attorney, over. And Mr. Rufus, he's, like, just ranting about his son, which is understandable because his son is a freeluding bitch. Um, because this dude, Mr. Tom Collier, he had gone to get, like, amazing education and, like, amazing institutions, like, um, Harvard and Oxford, um, and then also got a position at a bank. Um, but instead, he's like, I'm just gonna live and just not work seriously and not make money. Um, and his dad, Rufus, is like, he doesn't want his son to marry Daisy, who he's been living with and being lovers with, which is like, um, that's sort of like a dick move, but okay, now he's engaged to Cecilia. So Cecilia, she's like, oh, don't worry, Mr. Tom and I are getting married in June. Um, but poor Owen. Owen's like, what about me, Cecilia? Because Mr. Owen, he thought that Cecilia, like, um was in love with him. But that, my friends, is why you have to make a move on your crush. Otherwise, um, they're not going to do anything. Um, so Mr. Owen, he missed his shot. Also, if somebody is in love with you, that doesn't mean that they're going to be in love with you forever. Um, so if you keep treating them like shit, that love eventually is going to fade. Mr. Owen Fisk. Well, he didn't treat her like shit because... Later in the film, it's revealed that she actually does still have lingering feelings for him. But that's besides the point at the moment, because Mr. Rufus Collier, Mr. Tom's father, he doesn't see Mr. Owen being, like, all sad. And he's like, oh my god, I love you, Cecilia. You're, like, the best. Um, so, you know. Also, um, Mr. Tom, Mr. Tom Collier, I haven't talked about, like, what he looks like yet. He's sort of, um... Ago. Well, not ugly, but he's not. Uh, no, I take that back. He is ugly. He looks like a. Hmm, an American girl doll, but like an American boy doll. Have you ever seen like an American boy doll? Those are creepy. I thought my parents got me this. Um, well, my parents got me one American boy doll and my sister, and I thought it was possessed. That's what this dude looks like. He looks like a possessed American boy doll. Um, so obviously. I'm rooting for Cecilia to leave him because he is a cheating bitch. Um, 
But also, so Mr. Rufus, he had set up this meeting with Cecilia, Owen, and Tom. But Tom doesn't show up because he's two hours late and he was out drinking. Like, come on, Cecilia. Heighten your heighten your standards. Um, and the dad is like, it's mega sus that he's late and that it's also bad form to um, be late to meet with your fiancé. Especially because Tom had went to see Daisy instead of meeting with his dad and his fiancé. And he ended up being two hours late. Like, what? Dude, really? That's just some... That's bad form. Um, so the dad's 100% right. I would also complain to my son's fiancé and family friend if my son was like this. Um, so... We're also at this point supposed to be like, oh my god, Daisy's the protagonist. Why is everybody, like, so stuck up? Uh, Why is everybody so stiff upper-lipped? But, you know, I don't know, ma'am, nah. So, Mr. Tom, he goes to tell Daisy about his soon-to-be-married life. And Miss Daisy is like, uh, what? What are you talking about? I was away for three months and you get engaged to another woman? What am I to you? But then Tom is like, no, nothing has to change between us at all. Like, what? Is Tom just, like, planning on cheating with cheating on Cecilia with Daisy this whole time? Especially with Daisy being aware of it? Miss Daisy, she is righteous in her anger and goes like, goodbye until doomsday. Like, okay, you go, girl. Um, you go girl boss, but unfortunately that doesn't last for too long because 1930s writers didn't think women were strong enough to handle this type of stuff. Um, so like, I really feel bad for Cecilia at this point because her fiancé is like, not the best. And she's also been mega accommodating to him. Um, and it's trying to make me, the film's trying to make you feel bad for Tom for having an overbearing father and overbearing fiancé. Um, when literally Cecilia's, like, been doing everything she can to accommodate him with his whims and stuff, still letting him live with, um, Daisy, even while they, once Daisy got back, like, she's literally been, like, a complete angel. Um, I don't know, this might just be because I love Myrna Loy, but also because the film doesn't do enough to justify painting Cecilia's character in a bad light. Um... So, since Tom is a publisher, Miss Cecilia is, like, getting him... She got him to publish, um, a book, but the book is, like, not artful enough to be published, but it sells, like, hotcakes, and they make a bunch of money from it. Um, and Cecilia's like, oh my god, that was amazing. Look at these other books that we can publish and make a bunch of money from. Mr. Tom, he's like, no, I don't want to do that, because people are like, that was the worst tripe ever that was like the worst writing ever but come on you see how people read stuff we don't read for the art we read for the absolute dog shit i mean i can tell you that i can tell y'all that like when i read i sometimes don't read for the quality i just read something that's like comfy and probably the book that cecilia had tom published that was super successful was like a comfy book but Mr. Tom's like, no, I'm never going to do that again. But Miss Cecilia's like, why? And Tom's like, my friends are also like, it's not artful enough. Bro, drop those friends. Those friends are toxic. And then also, oh my God, these friends are so annoying. So Tom's friends, um, 
they like don't want him to be successful they're like oh my god as soon as he had one success look at him trying to fit in with high society and stuff look at him trying to make money now ew like oh my god toxic the toxicity is like made out to be like a good thing in this film and it's so annoying because like these traits are not something that you would want in like your closest friends like friends should be supportive of you having success and they shouldn't be like ew now you're making money wow i guess that means that you're too good for us now and like oh my god it's just like are we supposed why are we supposed to be rooting for these people in this film um so anyways um mr tom he has like a friend slash butler named red um and he's like been by tom's side like all his life but he is like a very shabby butler like he turns the radio from like music to the foot to the baseball game in the middle of like a gathering at um tom's father's house so like he's not even the host of the party but this dude just flips the channel flips the frequency on the radio to something that nobody wants to listen to especially people that are at like a social gathering for like mixing and mingling for business and stuff he just switches it and like we're supposed to be like oh he's just like us the common people but no nobody would do that especially if like you're a competent at your job like oh my god it's frustrating but um miss daisy um and like everyone is so miss daisy and her friends that are also friends of tom's are invited to a are invited to a party at the at tom's father's house by cecilia and the friends were originally not going to go but they're like who's this wench that's changing tom so much so they're going to be like to sabotage his relationship essentially and to make cecilia like an evil bitch which is like also not good friendship because why are you trying to sabotage your friend's relationship especially if that relationship has just helped him become successful in his company mm, i don't know sounds a little bit sketchy to me sounds a little bit fishy to me um but the friends show up to the party after like deliberating like no we're not gonna go because look at him just look at tom just dropping us as soon as he like gets engaged like ew bros you literally got invited he's not dropping you y'all got an invitation that means that you are not dropped um what um so you know um miss cecilia is at the party and she's like welcoming the guests and she even welcomes daisy all nicely and stuff and she welcomes one of her other friends named um grace now miss grace she is decorated in a beautiful outfit i had to note this because she's not even a big role in the film but i took down grace's name because she is wearing a really pretty blue ruffle number which is like i don't know very cute like her fashion stood out um because she had the blue ruffles and then she had a fur coat as well like talk about clash of textures like ruffles and a fur coat but i don't know i sort of loved it it was very gaudy but like gaudy in like a good way um so anyways at the party um cecilia is like being perfectly reasonable like i invited your friends dude but 
they showed up in like not proper attire and like they're being really rude to me because when she like welcomes them they're like giving her the cold shoulder and like ignore her completely when they say hi to Tom because Cecilia and Tom are welcoming them because I think it's like an engagement party but they just say hi to Tom and completely just walk past Cecilia which is like such a dick move but Cecilia like takes it with stride and like she's like nice to meet you Tom's friends um it's like how can you ignore her especially when she's wearing like such a regal simple white dress like very pretty like so nice um so Miss Cecilia she sort of knows about the relationship that Tom and Daisy had had um so when Daisy goes and like hugs Tom Tom's like oh there's nothing between us Cecilia don't worry about it and like Cecilia knows the truth so she's like probably trying her best not to beat his ass because he's such a bad liar and such a douche for not like disclosing any of this shit um and it's like come on um but we have um another conversation between tom and red the butler and it's like okay it's like a complete this part was like very um what was i gonna say it's very agonizing this conversation between tom and red because like they're just like completely trashing cecilia and like tearing her apart even though she's just doing her best to like help her fiance because she likes him and like get in the good graces of her father her future father-in-law and also like get in the good graces of tom's friends which is like you can't ask your significant other to like vibe with your friends but if they make the effort and try and vibe with them like that's like all you can ask for really like and these friends they're like completely brushing her off and being so bitchy to her like is so soul crushing to me because not only is cecilia like such a pitiful character but she's also just being like ragged on by these friends um so at this party um daisy's like oh my god i shouldn't have come here like what do you think babe why did you come to the engagement party of your ex why that was like such a dumb move but again her friends that are also tom's friends got her to go like again no friend would make their friend go to their friend go to their ex's engagement party like come the fuck on um so miss cecilia she is like still at the party and she's like talking with daisy and daisy's like um why are you changing tom so much and then cecilia's like i'm just doing what's best for our future and like um his success and daisy's like you don't know what's good for him and you don't know what's best for him so like daisy and the rest of their gaggle leave the party and daisy's like i'm sorry but i can't be here anymore and also at this party um owen the guy that thought um cecilia was in love with him has a little moment with cecilia on the couch where he's like cecilia i thought that we were like in love but cecilia's like i'm sorry but um i'm engaged now so like we can't do this anymore but owen is like very pitiful because i like i feel bad for him also because he's hotter than tom because tom is like a rat looking guy and owen is he i don't know 
conventionally attractive. Mm, well, anyway, he looks good next to Myrna, so he must be hot. Because um, a conventionally attractive person next to Myrna Loy probably looks like a rat. So if you get somebody that's like hotter than conventionally attractive next to Myrna Loy, then they're going to still look pretty attractive, right? That's how math works, right? Canceling things out. <laughs> wow, I'm making no sense. I'm just rambling on about Myrna Loy's hotness. But Miss um, Myrna Loy and Owen have a, like, a little moment on the couch. Um, Owen tries to like lean over and kiss Myrna, I mean Cecilia, but she's like, no, we can't do this because I'm engaged and I'm not a cheating bitch like my fiancé. So she gets up and like sort of is annoyed by what just perspired because obviously who wouldn't be um but owen is also like very under the influence of alcohol so he is like very drunk as well so like again i feel very bad for him because he's probably like heartbroken because love is life is in getting married to this douche of a guy that's not even treating her right um but at the same time while daisy's leaving she sees this and she's like oh my god what she cecilia is such a horrible person bitch this is what tom's literally doing to her but also cecilia didn't even kiss him she pushed him away but miss daisy doesn't pay any attention to this and she's like oh my god cecilia's with another man um oh my god get over yourself righteousness um anyways party's over sort of was like a shit (laughs) a shit party because so much bad stuff happened um so after that, Miss Cecilia's like, oh, well, at least that's over with. Um, so the next day, like, Cecilia welcomes Tom home and she's wearing her negligee, her negligee. Um, but by today's standards, it could probably be worn as like, a, not even a party dress because it's too long to be like a party dress. It's like um, a silk, well, like a figure hugging silk um slip dress that's floor length and then she has like a tulle robe around it so oh my god it just looks so nice and also looks so divine and comfy like work you go Myrna and she looks so heavenly in it because she's standing at the top of the stairs and then she like walks down the stairs to Tom and she's like wow congratulations on your most recent um publishing thing because Tom ends up selling his publishing company um for like a pretty good amount of money and he is going to move in with Cecilia into his father's house because his father wants him to like succeed him in his business stuff because he has all the qualifications to do so so um Cecilia's like oh my god congratulations let's have like a special dinner in the boudoir um so uh, mr tom he's like uh no but eventually cecilia is able to convince him because she like had this whole shit set up and he even came home late so she had to like keep the food warm she had to set this shit up she probably had to replace the candles that she set up as well because they were probably melted away because he came home late because he was probably like doing something else with some other woman um but um yeah 
yeah, he literally was just at Daisy's place. So, like, Miss Cecilia is setting up this whole romantic vibe, whole romantic thing to congratulate her fiancé. And Tom literally was just at Daisy's place. Like, oh my god. Like, come on. Tom's, like, such scum for doing this. For, like, doing this to a woman that clearly wants the best for him. And then Daisy, I would have let her off easily if... No, I would have praised her if she just kept to her original guns as she did at the beginning of the film. Like, where she was like, I'm mad at you for, like, literally marrying another woman when I was gone for three months. Um, So goodbye, never talk to me again. Um, But then... Now she is, like, completely 180 and is sleeping with a man that she, know is in, that she knows is engaged and she knows the fiancé of. Like, that's just... Wow. Such shit. Um, so at this dinner, like, Cecilia is finally able to get him up into the boudoir to eat. And it's, like, really nice food. So, like, she's doing, like, champagne toasts, but apparently Mr. Tom, all he has in his head is that the bedroom that Cecilia had done so much to set up reminds him of a brothel. And not just any brothel, one of the brothels that he used to frequent. What? That's, oh my god, he's literally the worst man on earth. Um, so, okay, Um, the, what eventually happens is Tom, at this dinner, he goes to his butler guy, um, and puts, like, sleeping pills in the wine. So, he drugs Miss Cecilia so that she falls asleep, um, and then leaves. He drugs her to leave her. What? Like, so horrible. And then he leaves, and he's like, I'm going to my wife. And he goes to Daisy. And he ends up leaving Cecilia a giant check and leaves the check over the fireplace mantle like he used to do for the girls at the brothel that he used to visit. So not only is he, like, disrespecting his fiance in, like, the worst ways possible, he's also treating her as a prostitute. Like, oh my god. And that's how the film ends. It ends with him leaving the check on the mantle like Cecilia's a prostitute and leaving. And that's supposed to be, like, good for Tom. He's taking charge of his own life. No, it's not. Good for Cecilia for um, being rid of a cheating asshole and maybe having the chance to be happy in her life. Like, Tom's dad should disown Tom and adopt Cecilia because she clearly has more brain cells in her head. She has more folds in her brain than Tom ever did. Like, oh my god, this film, I love it because it's like, if you watch it without having Tom and Daisy as the protagonists of it, and you instead watch it with Cecilia as the protagonist, it's like a tragic story of a woman trying to make her feet make the love of her life happy but him not um, reciprocating and then leaving her but it's sort of like question is like oh maybe now she can finally be happy now that she doesn't have the weight of another person um, weighing down on her especially if that person is pushing down on her as well like 
I'm taking this as like a happy ending for Myrna. Um, well, for Cecilia, because she gets like a bunch of money from Tom, um, and is no longer engaged to a cheater and is single again. Like you go, girl, you go. Like, wow. It's like such a trip. It's such a trip of a film because they have this whole setup where it's supposed to be... Because, like, the promotional images for this film have Tom and Daisy as, like, the main couple being, like, all couple-like on together in, like, the posters. You don't have Myrna, like, being stoic or anything. You have the cheater and the woman that was originally mad but then goes along with the cheating, Um, which is, like, so you're trying to set them up to be, like, the main, the main couple that you're supposed to root for throughout the film, but you end up not rooting for any couple because you end up just rooting for one character, Miss Cecilia. It's really, mm, I don't know, is this, like, a reflection of, um, I, okay, I'm gonna say something that sound that's gonna I'm gonna try and make it sound as profound as possible. Animal Kingdom reflects the true human nature of animalistic desires. Um, we have Cecilia, a woman in love who's doing her best to provide for the man she loves, but his animalistic urges to be a bitch. Um, cause him to leave her, um, reflecting the true nature of humanity, that being greed. Um, that sounded much stupider than I would have hoped, but it's like, yeah, this movie is sort of like all about greed because Myrna, Miss Cecilia, she is greedy for love. She wants the love of this man. So what's she going to do to try and get this love? Make his life as great as possible. Um, Tom, he wants Daisy. So what is he going to do? He's going to fuck up the life of a woman that loves him, Miss Cecilia. Daisy, she is greedy for Tom. So what is she going to do? She's going to originally get mad at Tom for literally getting engaged in the three months that they didn't see each other as lovers, um, but ends up still being greedy for him at the end so she goes along with the cheating (sighs) all about greed but as, as much as I am annoyed at the characters of the film I do think it's really good because you get a lot of fun scenes with Miss Myrna Loy um you get a somewhat happy ending for her and I can only hope that Tom and Daisy end up bankrupt because of their snobbish um their snobbish way of treating everybody so yeah that was animal kingdom 1932 um it's only also only an hour and an hour and 25 minutes so i would recommend watching it because it is a pretty good film um and yeah um that's it for this episode of fine wine And do tune in next time, where I will whine to you again.